Brother man. Big doll. So, man, this is the first podcast. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Dude, I think this is going to be a very fun experience and journey, you know? Something different. I mean, listen to plenty of podcasts myself. Oh, absolutely. I love podcasts, especially anime podcasts. You know? That is a cornerstone, for sure. It is. But, I mean, me, 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 Stash Bros podcast, I don't want this to just be anime. You know what I mean? Like, a big chunk of it, but I don't want specifically anime. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So, you want to go over the new chapter first, or you just want to go over the story as a whole? Let's, uh, I guess, uh, let's say, let's go with the story as a whole of Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Where okay. we found it. Hell, yeah. really, we heard it when it came out. Yeah, I started watching from episode three when it came out on Crunchyroll. So, like, like, okay, what was your initial take? Like, just before you watched it or anything, like, you looked at it, like, what was your initial take on Jujutsu Kaisen? Honestly, I never really even knew anything about it until I saw it. I was like, this is something I've never seen before. Brand new anime. I watched the first episode stop, and then you told me to continue. Yeah. I don't know, man. I watched, so like, I watched the first three episodes and stopped because that's all that was out at the time. And then, like, I watched it again probably three or four weeks later. So it was, like, to episode seven or whatever, like, that Gojo fight where he fought Jogo. Oh, yes. And instantly, instantly I was hooked. I was like, man, this anime is the real deal. Like. This bust. Dude, I'll tell you now, Jujutsu Kaisen doesn't really have the best first episode. No, no, the start of it. Uh, the, like, you know, because if you watch it and you don't know nothing about it, you're not going to catch things. But after I've, like, I've rewatched it and shit, yeah. I see, like, the little things that they've done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think I think the whole idea, like, even with where we are now, like, like skip up to, like, current manga, right? I feel like the ideology that was put in place in the first episode is still in place, even though it's not mentioned as much, but it's still in place. Definitely. Like, honestly, because I feel like it was very impactful, like Yuji. So like, let's go over the first episode. So, you know, you meet Yuji Itadori, and I, it's been a while since I watched it. I don't remember if the first scene was like him with his grandpa. No, it was him I at won't the say, It was him at the school. I'll, because his grandpa died um, at the end of the first episode. Yeah, I want to say it was uh it started off like in the future with Gojo's like your execution, blah blah blah, talking about the Sukuna fingers. Then it went back to like his beginning day of school when he was activities or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that that's how it started. That that was how it started. And then and then you know it went through and it it showed you that Itadori was a a physically powerful person like he wasn't no run-of-the-mill teenager essentially that boy army strong yeah right 
which is like where I, I think that's where it's connected to where why he's a good vessel for Sukuna. So go on to explain later on in the episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then like like what okay, so like we'll do a scale of ten here. Like what would you rate? And we'll just go based off the first season, you know, we'll do a second rating later on when we get into like what's in the manga and stuff like that. Uh based off of the first season of Jujutsu Kaisen, just the anime. This is for the anime the only first twenty four episodes. What would you give the story? Man. The story itself? Yeah. I just, feel like in the first first season it doesn't really flesh out much of a story as it, you know, as we know later on in the manga. And later on, season two, as it will be. Yeah. But still, it's a real nice start. I'd probably give it like eight, eight out of ten on story wise. You know, it's a good setup. You get to see how Fi Gojo is. Yeah. You, yeah. You can see how nice, you know, you're building up with the other two with Megumi and, uh, or Fushigoro and Nobra. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You get to see. And, you know, obviously, you got the Toto and the fights are nice. But the story itself isn't all there yet. I honestly, I gotta be like, you know, the bearer of bad news, and you know how much I love Jujutsu Kaisen. You know what I mean? I, I gotta give the story for the beginning of it. I I gotta give it like a six, maybe a seven, for the simple fact that, like, like you said, it it, it isn't fleshed out yet. Like, yeah. you don't really get too much of the story, or you don't really understand the end goal, or what's going on or who the villains are except for really curses and you know mahito and ghetto and stuff like that until you really get into like the other side like, of things yeah you see them but you don't know nothing yet yeah it hasn't like, yeah like you said it hasn't fleshed it out or nothing yeah so like that's why i gotta go with, with a lower score on just the anime and then for the animations like for the first season that's out, oh dude, ten out of ten. Mappa is killing it this year. Mappa, Mappa has oh. been killing it, dude. Dude, I, f- I feel like I've never heard of Mappa until like 2019 when they yeah. put themselves on the spot with Demon Slayer. Oh yeah, and then and, and then they did season four of Attack on Titans Immaculate. and Jujutsu Kaisen. Immaculate. And then they d- dropped that Netflix one, the uh, Yasuke about the Black Samurai. Yeah. All animations also immaculate. Like Mappa. Dude. And they're all different, you know. Yeah. They're all a different style, but the and uh, they don't miss, man. Disgustingly they, they do good. not miss. Yeah, I feel like if it's if it's an anime done by Mappa, I might as well watch it. Oh yeah, because it's I'm, at least I'm, gonna be nice on the eyes, you know. Who oh, cares yeah, about the sure. story? At least gonna look really good for sure. Uh, okay, so what about the characters? Like, how do you feel about the characters? That are introduced. Season one? Yeah, just season one. I think season one best character probably goes to Sukuna. Yeah. Honestly. I love that. When he comes out in the like I think fourth episode. Oh, when he, he takes his heart out and then he's uh against that special grade they ran up on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see that this guy, he's not he's not gonna be a Karama. You know, he's not gonna be like Naruto. Not or anything like that. No buddy, buddy type shit. Nah, like I don't care if this kid dies. I got yeah. eighteen more fingers out there. I'll be fine. Yeah. So, I was like, 
that's nice. I really liked him. I really like, and he gets even better. You know, he oh, doesn't yeah. come out as much, but man, Sukin is probably one of my favorites. But I gotta I mean, say, I, I I gotta say that my favorite, you already know, is coming. My boy Toto. Yep. Toto, that's Toto? what oh, my favorite was. Toto, I love Toto, dude. Because like, of like, you know how 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 Gay Gay wrote him. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but you know we're gonna say Gay Gay. How Gege wrote that character is just immaculate, dude. Because most of, you know, those big, super strong, young dudes who are, like, big swole and stuff in animes and stuff, they're dumb. Every single one of them are idiots. Dumb. But Toto is the smartest character in Jujutsu Kaisen, and that's on, like, but what's funny about it of the word. It's because his ass still acts dumb, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. You that's know, that's part. just... And it's just hilarious. You know, like Jujutsu Kaisen is in the season one, like I've I've told many people in season one, it doesn't have it like no one really knows where it's going. No one knows that it takes such a dark turn, you know, oh, yeah, but it's such a sure. funny and it's such a funny, nice anime in the beginning. Oh, yeah, dude. I feel bad for anime and, watchers because like when they get to that dark, they're not ready for that yet. You know, nah. like people are nah. so excited for like the release of Chainsaw Man. Which we'll be doing a podcast oh, on that too. Absolutely. God, that's a whole exactly. That's a whole nother podcast. A no, like, whole nother heartbreak. But like, Chainsaw people are not ready for Chainsaw Man as an anime to come out. Like, it's immaculate. I love it. But anyways, that's besides the point. So, what about the character development in season one? How you feel about the character development there? Like, uh, I think only. I think the only person that's got like big or semi character development would be like Nobra or Fushigoro. I would say Fushigoro more than Nobra. Yeah, but the first season, you see Fushigoro how she doesn't like any of them, you know, in the beginning and stuff, and then towards the end where Yuji helps her out when they're fighting the. You're you're mixed up. You said Fushigoro for Nobra. (laughs) My bad. You good? You good? You know. It's a podcast, man. It's about having fun, just talking. <laughs> but yeah, but, nah, like, I get what you were saying. But yeah, it's definitely them two than anybody else. I would say that Megami is definitely has more character development than Nobra, for the simple fact that, like, you know, when Gojo sat him down and was like, "Hey, man, your biggest obstacle is you," you know, like with the baseball. He's like, when you went for the sacrifice, uh, sacrificial bunt. Yeah, yeah. And saying, you know me said, or Yuji would have went for a home run. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that was a big part of his character development. And he really Because then he comes out with the uh, domain expansion right after yeah, that. Dude, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. That domain expansion was hot, dude. That shit was, that shit was nice. That domain Real expansion. Real nice. He did his thing, man. Like, you weren't expecting it. And he just bust that thing. I was like, boy, what? My boy. Man. What? Man. I love that. His domain. His domain was, was nice, too. His domain was nice. I like how he's like, it's unfinished. You know, all that. And you but, still, even to this day, you don't really get. I don't really get his domain expansion. You know, I know he's like pushing out his shadow. Like his the shit that makes his shikigami, I guess. Yeah. But other than that, I don't. It's not like the other domain expansions that you see, 
like Sukunas or Jogos or even, you know, Gojos. Yeah, yeah. It is nowhere near on that level. It's nice. It's clean, but not like clean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I think it's more like if if we're talking like the concept of his domain expansion, I think it's more along the lines of like he pushes out a whole nother dimension where he is in complete control, you know? Whereas like in, let's say, uh, Jogo, you know, he's not necessarily in complete control and you can still attack him. But like with Megamis, you know, he's in complete control of what every single shadow does within his domain. Yeah. And that includes your own. You know what I mean? So let's 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 move on though. Uh what about the power system? Like how you feel about the power system in the first season? First season like, power you, system? Yeah. Honest to God, I feel like anime watchers really don't know the power system, you know, because it's so diverse, you know, like knowing I could tell you now when I first watched it and when Gojo did the uh, what was it? Purple Convergence, Purple Hollow, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I had, there was not an inkling of idea on what his power was or anything like that, you know. Yeah, and, like, I mean, he he did a good job of explaining, like, his dormant, not really dormant abilities, but, like, his uh his other abilities. But, like, when it came to, like, his hollow red and, and, his, or, and his hollow red and hollow blue and then purple convergence, I feel like I didn't understand that. But on top of that, I didn't understand cursed energy, like, and exactly, exactly, they, exactly they what it entailed. Yeah, because he said, what was it, when he was telling uh Yuji about the uh, curse energy is like where he crushed the can and curse technique is like where he twisted it up and like yeah. that was it that's all they gave us and i yeah. was like all right cool that's cool but, but you, you know, know then everyone else that... was doing all kind of crazy shit and i'm like i have no idea what's going on yeah but knowing what i know now that ref that that crush the can and twist the can it makes a lot more sense makes a lot more sense it makes it a lot more sense so like like I feel like I feel like it was like if I was gonna rate the power system given the first twenty four episodes, I'd say it was like a four, maybe five, yeah. you know. I gotta lowball it because like I really didn't understand it. Like I understand, oh, they use cursed energy to kill cursed beam, you know? That's right, you know. But really the extent of what I knew, you know? So I feel like that was that was that was pretty that was pretty good on that sense of things. Um, like uh, hell, even now thinking on the boogie woogie, I still couldn't really tell you. On, I mean, I know it's a curse technique, but, but I couldn't tell you what it could switch with and what it couldn't switch with, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I, I probably need to go back and like go over like Toto as a character, you know what I mean, to really understand the boogie woogie and like pay more attention, I guess. Let's get to our next point, right. We got a new Jujutsu Kaisen movie coming out December 20, 2021. Yes. And it is called Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. And it is a prologue to the first season of Jujutsu Kaisen. What are your initial thoughts? Like, not talking about the trailer. Happens. Like, if I watch the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you watch the trailer. All right. The trailer gives you nothing. Nothing at all. Because it really doesn't. It doesn't give you anything at all. But I was still 
I was still psyched. I was psyched about it because I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Like, already getting a movie, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And especially like, if it's a sweet. prologue, so it's a canon movie, you know? Like, you know how most exactly. movies and anime are, like, non-canon. But this is a canon right. movie. So and I then, like and I like how they did. They're going to do it in a prologue, and they're not going to do what Demon Slayer just did. You yeah, know, they're going to give you a movie, the and then arc. season exactly, and then season two is going to re recap the art for you. Like I don't need that. Absolutely. Now, Viz Manga, which is what we both read our manga. Um, Viz Manga just recently released the prologue for everyone to read who has a subscription you know without having to buy it because i know we went and looked for it before and we couldn't find it you know unless you were like you could it. buy the you could buy the volume itself yeah but you couldn't read it. Buy it, but you couldn't just read it yeah, yeah. so now yeah. they have that prologue out and we have both read it right you've read it yes sir all right let's go over it man let's go over it what what, what was what did you what give me just an overall summary like what did you think of it so the overall of it for me it was great i'm not even gonna lie i liked it extremely way too much i think because it was because you know you've i feel like i've noticed that jujutsu kaisen uh doesn't look nearly as good as it does for volume zero like this, like I read the new chapter today, and it doesn't look as good. It's not as cleanly drawn. It's clean, but not nearly as what it was. Yeah, but like, see, that's something else I want to go over because I feel like that's that's intentional. I really do. I feel like that is intentional. Like it, it, it's hard for me to explain that one. Like without going into like depth on the manga, because you know people who only watch the anime or just want to hear about what's going on in the prologue, you know. They might stop, right. you know, around but, this area. So before I get delve into the manga and what goes on, I don't want to speak on that art style and why I think it's evolving. Right. Anyways, let me get back to the overall. Yeah. Yes. Uh, overall, it's about the second years that you've met in season one, Panda, Maki, and Inumaki, right? And that his name. The one yeah, with the curved feet. That's about them while they were first years. And then I don't think anybody really knows. Well, they hint to him in season one. Yuta? Yeah, yeah, they do hint at him. I'm pretty they sure. They do hint to him. I think they show his picture. But other than that, they don't ever go into more depth about him in season one. Yeah. But it's about him coming to school. And he's kind of in the same situation as... Yuji was. Yeah, because it starts and off with him in the exact him like room. in the exact yeah, in the like the exact little talismans all on the wall. With Gojo. Gojo right there, like you're gonna die. All that good stuff. Now, what I do want to speak on is Gojo. Gojo is a very like Gojo is tied very strongly to his morals. And I can tell that from him as a character. Like, everyone thinks he's just a goofy character, you know, because he's so powerful. But, like, Gojo is tied very strong into his morals because he wants to change what Jujutsu High is. I mean, he wants to change the world for the sorcerers. 
Exactly. Because you remember, I'm pretty sure it was in the first season that he said it, where he he was talking to the uh the old guy, not the principal. Uh, that old uh, old uh what is his name? Guitar, you know, what is his name? Like Gamma, something. I don't. I honestly couldn't tell you. But I, he's, I, the, I think he's up. the principal of Tokyo or Kyoto. Yeah, he, I think he is. But That's anyways, who he is. Gojo told him, he was like, hey, look, I could have my way by just killing all you old people and doing it my way. But I'm not going to do that because I want to do it the right way. I don't want to be a bad example for these kids. Right. And I feel like that speaks a lot into Gojo's character. Yeah, that speaks volumes for Gojo. It really you does. Because he could. Like he's... Like he, like he could, he could just straight up murder all of it, clean the slate, start it the way he wants it. But like you're gonna say, you know, he wants the kids to change it. Yeah, so change like, the like young minds to change the future. Exactly, and I feel like that all started with Yuta. If I'm being honest, because yeah, Andrew Jutsu Kaisen Zero, Gojo tells them he's like, hey, listen. If y'all ever go against Yuta or you try to execute him, just know that I'm on his side. I'm choosing him. So Gojo basically said, for this student, I'll kill all of you. Right. Because of the situation. Because Gojo said he's just a kid. It's not his exactly. fault. So I feel like, man, Gojo is probably one of my favorite characters, too. If I'm being honest. Because, because of the moral ethics and stuff that he holds like it speaks volumes for what gojo stands for as a character in general dude and i love i don't know i love a good op character every now and then oh yeah dude and gojo and is that's him no because like you can tell it's funny because as manga readers like everybody makes a plan to get rid to get rid of this man yeah i mean even oh. in the first season you know when uh with when, the little, when little Jojo, curtain. When Gojo, or when Jogo was like, hey, he was talking to Ghetto and them. He was like, hey, look, I'm going to go after Gojo Satoru. He's not as powerful as y'all say. And Ghetto looked right. at him and was right. like, hey, I'm telling you, if you go after him, you're going to die. There's no getting around that. Like, you're and Jogo was like, nah, nah, fuck that. I don't believe it. Exactly. And then, and then he starts fighting him, and he was talking all that shit. And he was like, you know, he's like, I knew... That he was powerful, you know, but to have it thrown in my face like this is just disrespectful. And he just flex on him. He's like, dude, let me go pick up my student. Right, right. And just like bring him into this battle as a bystander. And, and he was like, he was like, why'd you bring your student? Ain't he going to get in the way? And Gojo was like, hey, man, let's be honest with ourselves. You're weak. Like, you're just like, like, Gojo, is basically like Gojo is basically like, you're a little punk bitch. Like your dog water, Dollar Tree headset. Right. <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> that shit was disrespectful to my like, man. Like straight disrespectful. And it was hilarious. I loved it. That was one of my favorite that's probably if I have to say what my favorite fight scene was in the year twenty twenty. Cause I'm pretty sure that ep- that episode definitely came out twenty twenty. Yep. That was right at the uh, end of it, I wanna say. I will say that that was my favorite fight scene of twenty twenty was Gojo versus Jogo because of how one-sided it was and how disrespectful you can you, you can make out Gojo. It was great. It was really it nice. Was, I ain't gonna lie. Great. 
And so, man, what people don't understand is like Jogo actually is very fire. powerful. <laughs> like very he, powerful. he, yeah, he's up there. But man, he just get disrespected. But I'm saying like he just, I feel like he just has a bad record for messing with the wrong people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for as powerful as he is, like you got to know your limit. You got to know who mm-hmm. you can and cannot mess with. And like he just, he was, he was too confident going into that Gojo fight. Oh man, way too. Because you know, if you think about it, if he was there, if Jogo was there fighting Toto and Yuji instead of Hanami, I think Jogo would have beat the hell out of him. Okay, I will say, I don't know if he would have beat the hell out of him, but I feel oh. like he definitely would have had more of an edge than Hanami did. Yeah, he, it, I don't, honestly, it'd probably been like mid difficulty. Yeah. For him. On, like Jogo, because he had that mean domain expansion. Oh, yeah. And he was he, he was quick with it, too. And he was quick with it. And like Hanami, Hanami never showed a domain at all. Nope. Don't know. What do you think Hanami is? A chick, dude? I don't think Hanami has a gender. Like, I think that's the way it was stated in the in, in, in the manga. Or and yeah, it just sounds like anyway. It, I mean, I don't think it really matters. I don't think it's relevant, you know. Right. <laughs> but let's let's talk about some characters in the prologue. Let's talk about Yuta and Rika. Like, what? what, what Who what are you, are you gonna... Rika? You you said what? Who are Yuta and Rika? Yeah. For people yeah. who don't know. Yeah, so Yuta, Yuta is he is the student that came in with the first years that you meet in the first season. Well, their second years when you meet them. You know, in the anime. So he comes in and he is a new student who is classified as a special grade sorcerer. Now, mind you, most of the sorcerers that came in that year were like grade three, grade four, you know. And if they come in as a grade two sorcerer, they're like a genius, which is what Inumaki, the cursed speech user, came in as. He came in as a grade two sorcerer. And he was. So he was very powerful, but because of how powerful the curse was that Yuta had, which was Rika, Rika is a girl that Yuta saw die when he was younger, and it, she was his best friend. She gave him a ring, like, "Hey, we're gonna get married when we get older." Then she got trucked, man. She got trucked, man. <laughs> she, man. Let's be real. She definitely got Isekai to another world. She got Isekai, man. Rika's still out there. Somewhat. In some other anime, Rika is alive. Dude, I will find find Rika one day. Dude, she got her noggin ran over. Man. Like, let's just just go over that. Like, they don't show it, but they show it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, like they show the bloodline in her body, but they don't show her head. Like, (laughs) Like, they're like, yeah. You can just picture that. Like it's just flat and gone. I hope they don't I hope they don't censor stuff in the movie, you know? I hope feel they like, leave it well, pretty much the same. Kaizen has been it's been like with what we've seen so far, it's it's already been pretty like, you know, pretty gruesome and whatnot. Yeah. You know, so not like not like on a next level scale. Like it's been it's been up there. Like as long as they keep it with the same censorship that they have now, I think it'll be good. Um, what about Inumaki, man? Like, I feel like Inumaki 
Yeah, I want to know what Inumaki's doing, like, presently now, you know? Because in the end, he was was the only person that was really handling Hanami until Toto and them showed up. Yeah. Like, that's the only reason they got away was because of his curse speech. I want to know, okay, so... We, we, you know, we kind of went over the prologue and, like, not enough. You know, we'll we'll hit back on it, but like, we're gonna go straight into the manga. So if anyone just only watches the anime and doesn't want any spoilers for the manga, now is your chance to leave. And you got like two seconds because we're about to get into some shit juice that's stuff. The good stuff. The good stuff. All right. I want to know where Maki is. Man, that's who I want to know. Because Maki, man, Maki is my favorite female character in Jujutsu Kaisen in anime let's, today. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll man. get there, but man. definitely, I'm with you on that one. But yeah, I, 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 mean, I want I another want Maki. Where, and, I want to know where Inu Maki is because he is a very interesting character because of his power. Right? Because I have the only other second year you know is a uh, panda. Well, and you, you meet some other ones, but you know, oh yeah, because Toto's a third year. Yeah, and so, you don't know where he is now. So there's only a couple people that we really, from the first season, that's uh, hanging out right now, relevant, you know, and present. Because like we don't know where they are. I, I have a strong feeling that because of the culling games, that they are going to show up. They're gonna have to. The, because they are, you know, they're users, so they're gonna have to be involved in the culling games. Right. So I feel like that'll be a very interesting take to see where that necessarily goes. That'll be fun. It'll definitely be. So, where the manga starts after the anime, right? It's yeah. the Gojo backstory. Oh, yeah. That was nice. Which I cannot express the joy it will be to watch that animated. Oh, dude. Because, because, because Fushigoro's father, dude, the fight between him and Gojo Satoru is going to be one of the best. If they it's going to break the right, internet. Dude. It's going to break my heart. All right? <laughs> <laughs> like That shit is so clean, man. That stuff's so nice. Super man, nice. If you didn't notice, like, Back when I was talking about the art style and how um, you said, you know, it looks a little more sloppy nowadays, you know, than like back when like Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and stuff, you know, in the first few chapters and, you know, the right. early on chapters. I think that that is on purpose. I think that the art style represents Yuji Itadori's mindset. Because if you think about it, and not just his mindset, but maybe like the society of the world, of the Jujutsu Kaisen world, you know, it's kind of breaking apart. So it's not as like put together and structured as it was. So that's why it looks like the, the art looks a little more like sketched out as opposed to just crispy, clean lines. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. Like that's a, that's a. Honestly, I think. I think you're on to something. Like, I, I really think that's true. Because, like, if you go back and look at, like, 
chapter 57. I don't know exactly what happens in that chapter. It just named a random chapter. And then you jump 100 chapters up to chapter 157. And all the events that have taken place in just that 100 chapters, so much has happened. So much has fallen apart. So much has changed. There's so much chaos now. It yeah, really you know. is. Because, look, I was just, while you were uh, explaining, I was looking back at chapter 2. Yeah. And it's where he's already turned from Sukuna back to Yuji and stuff. And it really does. And, like, the clothes, because I've noticed their clothes are, are, like, you know, they're not really all the way colored in after wearing black stuff or nothing. You know, you can still see, like, the marks, pin marks and stuff. Yeah. And it's more like it's just sketched out. But chapter two is, like, really, really defined, really more you know, shape. Yeah, like well, you go back and look at chapter fifty-seven. It's when uh, Yuji and um, Nobra are fighting those three brothers. Or the yeah, two brothers. that's like right yeah. after. Yeah, and right it looks, with them. It looks really clean, like it really does. Really clean, and then like you go to like chapter one fifty-seven up here. You know, go to chapter one fifty-seven. It's it, it still it still looks clean, but I feel like it, it depends on the chapter, you know, as to like where Fushigora's mindset or where uh Yuji's mindset is. I feel like that has a lot to do with it per chapter and like what you see. But um, you know now that I'm looking back at it. But you know, we gotta remember that when was it? See, and then again, it could be he's just he's he's felt ill. Right, because yeah. Gage is—he's got—he got that sick and was on hiatus uh, for a little while there. Yeah, that's true. You know, and those chapters right before he left were really, really rough. rough looking. That was around like one forty. So, 140. so maybe, maybe it's just him. You know, he's trying to get through, or like you said, it's just like how the world's getting more distorted. And Yugi's yeah. mindset, you know, he's getting to see what the world is really like. It's not yeah. just pretty clean cut, nothing like that. Absolutely. I understand that. But either way, it's nice. It, it, it is nice. It is nice. Because so, to me, I don't, it's not like I'm, I read the manga for, to read the fights and stuff, you know. I mean, shit, it's just pictures. So I'm there for more of the story and stuff, and it's still nice. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's never going to be like how the anime will be. Yeah, because the anime has you know a video to portray it, you know. Yeah, and that's always better to watch. Absolutely, absolutely. So now that we've kind of now let's move on to like after the Gojo backstory, which is uh, the Shibuya incident arc. Man. Super long. Oh, dude. I mean, it is long, but I feel like it. Like I could, I could have dealt with more. I loved it. Definitely. I loved it because Itadori's character development finally kicks in. You finally see. You really see it, man. You see Itadori at his lowest. Yeah. Right there. I mean, he. And that even on relates to knees. the new chapter. Yeah. Man, Dude. oh my God. That I was like, 
Because as soon as he was like, I want a retrial, yeah. I was like, eh, I don't think he should have done that. <laughs> like, and then they get, man, okay, we're, we're ahead of ourselves here. Way um, ahead of ourselves. Uh, <laughs> Shibuya Yard. Shibuya Incident Arc, you got to see Itadori craft his mind as a fighter, you know, and his battle sense and stuff. So I feel like he developed in that sense, you know, where he used to just charge into things without thinking. Yep. But now he kind of goes into things like, okay, how can I beat this guy? You know, most oh, yeah. effectively. And you you can definitely see they've grown stronger. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you Megami, can definitely see the progression. Megami was also a very nice character in that arc. You know, he met his dad. Yeah, yeah. But really, if you think about it, really everybody wasn't doing great. You know, you really get to see the uh, the older sorcerers come in you know i think it was oh, the yeah. head of the venom family was there the framework yeah, yeah, yeah. Their technique. you really get to see them come in you get mm-hmm. to meet more and it expands on the the world sorcerer world exactly Dude. and that is really nice how they do it my guy my guy anonymy let's, man. let's talk about the heartbreak man it was heartbreak he was that in was- he was in that uh, that domain expansion at the beach and shit, right? With Maki, uh, the Zenon family head. I cannot remember that man's name. I don't. I don't remember. He might have been. I don't remember. I have to go back and reread it. I want to say it was because they were just getting smacked on. Yeah. So and Maki was noticing that she couldn't do nothing. Then uh, Fushigoro broke in with his own. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Was and, sweet. And then also. For the people who are listening to this podcast, um, we will be doing Jujutsu Kaisen weekly, but we're going to start at the very beginning of it and do 20 chapters a week and continue forward until we catch up to the actual manga, which should not take very long, but that is another thing that we're going to be doing so that you guys can go through that with us and hear our viewpoints on it and see what connections we can make to the current and what's going on with that. I think it'll be a very fun conversation. And definitely because, man, I forgot a a lot lot. of stuff. A lot of stuff. I read through it so fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was binging it. Me and you both were. Dude, I finished it in what, like three days? I called it. It was not long at all. I tried to obtain all that information and a lot of it flooded out. Yeah, that's why, you know, that's why I feel like it's something that's necessary for us. Um, so now let's let's get past the Shibuya incident arc because we kind of understand what happens there. Nobura dies or is we still know hundred percent. Assumed? Yeah, she's a she's anyway, presumed dead. Presumed dead. Nanami so like, also dead. Oh, non yeah, Nanami is dead. Sukuna, Jogo, dead. Oh, well, Sukuna's not dead. No, well, Sukuna killed Jogo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he murdered him, dude. That was and that was cold blooded. Sukuna dude, brought when down. Sukuna told him like, hey, man, bomb. if you can land one hit on me, if you land one hit on me, then I'll join your side. And Jogo was like, yeah, I got that, man. One hit. That's no problem. I just got to, like, flick this guy in the forehead or something. You can't touch, dude. 
Sukuna is so powerful. King, they don't call the man king of the curses for no reason, and he proves it. He proves it. Right there. He really proves it. Like, he wanted this. He fed Yuji. How many was it? It was like 15 fingers. Oh, dude. A ridiculous. 12, thing. 10, something. It was, it was up Yuji, in the double I think, digits, I think, I think. Yeah, it was double digits. I think because Yuji's got, what, all of them but like six now or something? Or Yeah, something. It's not many left. There's not many left have. that he needs to eat. Uh, Yeah. Anyways. Sheesh. The next Man. one. After the incident arc. I want to say it was it was Maki, right? Oh yeah, the Zenin family. Well, well, no, the Shibuya arc ended with us, well, them fighting Mahito, right? And then Toto. Uh, Remember yeah, what happened to Toto? The boogie woogie is gone. Is dead it, as it, well. Another kill dead. count for Shibuya arc. And that's what we were talking about earlier, how the anime is all fun, happy, you know, nothing too terrible and, happened. And the fact, the, I feel like they had to write Toto out for Itadori's purpose, like for the purpose of Itadori. Yeah. Because Toto was too powerful. And him and him and Itadori as a team together with the Boogie Woogie, entirely too powerful. Because they was a good duo, like a great duo. But honestly, I like to see Toto come back. I feel like I would. I, would. I feel like if, he'll come back. I feel like he'll come back, but he won't. He won't have the boogie woogie, but he'll flashes, you know, and fight like Itadori pretty much. Yeah. Which he'll still be super powerful because I know you remember when he bodied Megami, like the first time you meet Toto. You're like, oh hey, yeah. You <laughs> Man, he did body Megami. That shit was disrespectful. That was very disrespectful. Because um, I like, oh man, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why we need to reread it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about some future predictions for a few minutes, you know, because it's becoming quite a lengthy podcast at this point. Uh, let's talk about some future predictions, man. I got some questions right here. Uh, uh, start her off. Uh, why do you think Sakuna is interested in Megami. Give me like a quick 30 second answer. He likes little boys. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Understandable, but like... Hey. Okay, no, no, no. All in all, honest to God, I have no idea. I mean, because it was all about his power, right? The Shikigami. Yeah. And this has to do something with that. Now, why Sukuna would want it? Maybe Sukuna knew a person a thousand years ago with the same power, something like that, you know, cause we don't know much about Sukuna and his past, you know, I mean, except for he used to be a sorcerer, right. And then turned into curse. Well, I, I honestly kind of have a different outlook on it because if you, you might not recall this, but back in the day, you know, before Gojo and all them, the head of the Zenin clan, which had, the same power as Megami and the head of the uh, Satoru clan, which had the six eyes, the six and eyes, the they... infinity, the same power as Gojo. They fought to a stalemate where they not really a stalemate, they both died. But and then, if you recall, in the they Shibuya did talk incident, about that, didn't they? Yeah, in the Shibuya incident arc, if you can recall, 
Megami summoned that creature, that curse that has never been summoned or not it's, summoned. That's never been uh, tamed, tamed by a tamed. shadow user. And that's what's cool about it. you learn more about his power because he can just summon something, and if he beats it, he tames it, and he can yeah. use it. But they'll so follow his order. But this thing, him, he can also catch him in that ritual though, and they have to Shikigami with him. Exactly, and that's that was cool. And that was a cool. <clears throat> And that was a cool battle IQ moment, you know, big brain play right there. Oh, yeah. Because he were he wasn't able to beat him, so he was like, "All right, bet." Yeah. <laughs> Let me pull yeah. something out real quick. Yeah, and then Sukuna comes out and is like, "Let me fold this thing real quick," destroys it. Man. Uh. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I feel like that's kind of why he's interested. I feel like Megami's gonna play a part in Sukuna's revival with the Shikigami and stuff like that. Like Sukuna could true. revive, he could revive himself in that Shikigami that he defeated. Do you think? All right, all right. Question: Do you right. think uh, once Yuji eats all fingers, all twenty, you think Yuji will be like no more? You think of like Su Sukuna will finally take over his vessel? I don't think so. Or you think Yuji will be able to contain him back? So I think that Yuji will be able to contain him back, but I feel like those girls that were like that Sukuna straight murdered, you know? Oh yeah. Like, but the, there was that other girl who was like, "I'm here for you, Master Sukuna," you know? I and feel like away their faces. I feel like they will find a way to extract maybe Sukuna's soul from Itadori. Hmm. Put his soul into a living being, and Sukuna will be an enemy. Maybe towards the end of the series or something like that. Right. So I feel like that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Do you um, think that's what um uh it's not Ghetto but the brain? What's his name? Kama. Kama 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 Cheat. <sighs> I don't know. Brain Coon. Brain Let's coon. just call him that for now. <laughs> but do you think? Because his ultimate goal is a world without non-sorcerers, right? Yeah. But he also wanted Sukuna to come onto his side. So I feel like he's going to, obviously, he's going to play a big part in the story itself. But then again, he might play a big part with Sukuna's revival, like you're saying. Well, you also got to think Sukuna doesn't like Sukuna's like, bro, I don't fuck with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, he doesn't. That's, that's the reason. So, like, I feel like Sukuna's got his own plans in motion. You know what I mean? Definitely does with his uh with his vow he made in season one. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. With his vow, and we still don't know. Oh, and you know uh, he said. Well, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure we know it. We kind of know it. So but we don't know what he's going to do with like, it. He said he could come a minute, out for like but he can't minute. kill nobody. So that I feel like that's where that girl's gonna come into play, where they extract Sukuna's soul. For it, it only take him a minute to extract his soul and put it into something else, and then Itadori has mm-hmm. his body back. So I feel like that'll come into play. All right, last question because whew. we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there, brother. Uh, real quick answer: Do you think Megami will become as strong as Gojo? Referencing that last, you know. Had a Zenny and With had a Last head. Yeah. I think he's got 
the best chance. Honestly, him or Yuta. Yeah, Yuta is very powerful. No. Which we will be going over that. We're going to start with the prologue, by the way. That's what our next podcast will be, is the prologue. We'll start with the prologue, you know, chronological order, man. Oh, yeah. So, I, I do I do think that Megami has the potential to become as strong as Gojo. Um, It's going to take him some time. He won't be nearly him. as quick as Gojo was to get to Gojo's level. Oh, yeah. Gojo has hacks, though. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, man. So, never introduced ourselves. I just realized that. And that's fine. And Danny, <laughs> if you made it this far, you know, obviously you like You get to learn saying. the name. Yeah. You know, you like what we're saying. We ha- we're we going to have a trailer out. It'll have our names, introductions, who we are, stuff we've read, whatnot. Um, it'll be a lot shorter than this. But I'm Pierre. You know, that's me. That guy. Your boy. My last name is man. But, you know, I go by Pierre. G, he's going to call me Pierre. Uh, go ahead and talk about yourself for just a quick little. I'll be, you know, second or first, you know. I'll probably, I'll probably say first star in this here podcast. Uh, but watch your so, mouth. <laughs> I'll be Sir Goo or G. does not matter. I don't really care about it. I go by many names. <laughs> All that good stuff, you know. But uh, yeah. Once we get the trailer out, y'all see that all the things we've read, we will go over all the things we plan on doing. Like he said, like we said in the beginning, we're not gonna just do anime. We'll do whatever the hell we want, or maybe y'all want. Yeah, we'll have Depends. a Discord open eventually where y'all can leave your suggestions and whatnot. But man, end this off fifty minutes flat. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, you know, peer out, man. Peace.